Welcome to the Pole Dance Podcast. I'm Leash and I'm here today with Maddie Sparkle for our first official podcast. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Leisha. So for our first episode, we thought it would be fun to find out a little more about the Pole Dance Podcast team. You guys sent us a whole bunch of awesome questions for Maddie and Shimmy on social media. And so I have Maddie here with me today and you can tune in for our next episode to hear Shimmy answer all of your questions too. So in case you've been hiding under a rock, Maddie Sparkle is a Sydney-based, internationally renowned pole dancer, entertainer, judge and instructor. Maddie co-owns the Pole Dance Academy with her sister Michelle, where our team works as well. Both Maddie and Shimmy are responsible for the creation of pole theatre and dance filthy competitions. Maddie is also known for her flexi legs and sexy routines. Did I get it all right, Maddie? Oh, I'm very flattered. Thank you, Lisa. (laughs) So we received heaps of awesome questions from you guys from social media, and a lot of them were pretty similar. So we just picked a few that hopefully cover everything that you guys want to know about Maddie. So Mads, let's start with the first question from our listener. Can I start pole dancing with 38 years, three kids and no training? Yes, of course you can. So pole dancing really is for everyone. Um, When you're starting beginners, the tricks obviously won't involve crazy splits and going upside down. Everyone starts out with really basic easy spins. So you don't have to worry about getting injured or feeling out of your depth because everything's really easy in the beginning. When I first started pole, I couldn't even lift myself. I don't think I could even do a chin-up. I definitely couldn't do the splits. So when I went to my first beginner class, it was just about learning basic body rolls, doing really easy spins where you're kind of, you know, using your legs against the floor a little bit so that you don't have to actually be able to lift yourself. Um, And then slowly you build up the strength. So it's a really great um, kind of fitness routine to do instead of um, a lot of people use pole dancing as like exercise. So yeah, definitely. No matter how old you are, I have some students that are in their fifties and they're actually um, almost um, up to advanced now or elite and they're doing really well. They're doing better than some of the younger girls who are 17. Well, that's good to know for anyone else out there who's struggling with the same questions. And Maddie, how many hours a week do you train? So uh, this has changed a lot throughout the years. When I first started pole, I would train um, as long as I could (laughs) stay on the pole, which wasn't very long. So I usually did like one hour sessions, maybe once or twice a week. And then um, as I got stronger, I was able to stay on the pole more. So then I started training more and more. Um, nowadays I teach most nights. So I teach Monday to Friday and I have weekends off and I usually teach two or three classes a night. Um, when I finish teaching, if I have energy, I'll do some training after. Um, and I sometimes also go in during the day and do some extra training. If there's some new tricks that I want to learn, then I'll spend a couple of hours during the day training. If there's a competition coming up or I'm doing a guest performance somewhere, then I'll definitely make time to come in and rehearse my routines to make sure that I can do all of the moves smoothly. And yeah, so I I do spend quite a lot of training and I spend a lot of time stretching as well, but my whole lifestyle really revolves around pole. So I guess it's kind of just nonstop training really. (laughs) Yeah. Well, 
Um, it's good that you mentioned your stretching as well because some of the listeners do have some questions about your flexibility training and stuff too. So how long would you say you spend stretching? Um, I guess for every hour I'm on the pole, I usually do about an hour stretching. So um, when I come in to train, half of my training is usually warming up and stretching. So I do a lot of um, active flexibility stretches and that's how I make my lines look nice when I'm up the pole. Because I remember for a long time when I first started pole, um, well, I'd been doing pole for about three years and I finally got my splits. And then I would actually still not have a flat split when I was up the pole. And so then I started um, a program really working and training hard on active flexibility. And that way, when you're up the pole, if you don't have the pressure of the floor against your legs, you can still hold a really nice split. And so what's the best way to have active flexibility if some of our listeners don't know what that is or need some help? Uh, So, well, there's lots of different ways. Um, I do a lot of stretches with resistance bands, um, and that means that I'm, like, pushing against the band so that I'm not just relaxing into a stretch all the time. So that's, like, resistance stretching. And then I also do quite a lot of um, leg kicks. So if you've ever seen videos of ballerinas when they're standing next to the bar and they're lifting their leg forward, then they're lifting their leg backward, then they're lifting their leg sideways, it's a little bit like that. So basically just building up the strength to be able to lift your leg and hold it. And um, when you first start doing these, obviously it's difficult because if you don't have the hip flexor strength or the hamstring strength, it does feel really hard. So you want to start at a really easy level and then build your way up. And eventually once your legs get strong, you're able to do it with weights and that helps a lot as well. But I wouldn't jump straight to weights. I would first train my legs enough (laughs) to be able to cope with it and if I'm not mistaken you've got some tutorials where you go through all of this stuff as well is that right yeah definitely I um I started maybe about a year ago um I had a lot of people saying that they could never make it to Sydney um because Australia is so far away from the rest of the world so I started working on um quite a few different tutorials so some of them are like warm-ups for beginners um some of them are more advanced stretches Um, I have a couple of pole choreos and um, some advanced pole splits. So there's a whole range and Shimmy does them as well. Um, So if you wanted to get those, you just need to go to the Shimmy and Sparkle website and you go to tutorials and then you can find them all. And they're really easy. You can just download them onto your mobile or onto your computer and then you can play your own music and do it along with us. Awesome. I'll put the link to the Shimmy and Sparkle website in the show notes too if anyone does want to get a hold of those um and on your splits as well um some of our listeners want to know how long it took you to get your splits well when I first started I was actually not flexible at all um I couldn't even touch my toes and I couldn't do a straddle sit without bending my knees um but I also didn't really realize that you could build your flexibility so when I first started pole I just kind of accepted that I couldn't do the splits and thought I never would be able to. Um, And then after I'd been doing pole for maybe a year and a half, um, I started, you know, doing a little bit more flexibility training and I had, you know, all the same questions that beginners have now. And I was, you know, asking people, how long did it take you to get flexible? How, how much do I have to train? All these kind of questions. And slowly I realized that it just requires a lot of time, a lot of dedication and, 
anyone can get flexible. You just have to have the right mindset and you have to be patient because if you push too hard, you can injure yourself. So you need to be able to push just hard enough that you're able to stretch without hurting yourself. So it's a long journey. And I think for me, it took me about three and a half years to get a split, um, but I still didn't have it completely flat and I still had to warm up for a good 40 minutes to be able to do that split. And then um, I started to increase my training and I started using blocks and training over splits. And now I'm pretty confident with all my splits and it just takes time. Like it does, it's a long journey to get flexible. Um, And I'm still, still working hard and still trying to get more flexible as pretty much everybody is. And yeah, it just takes time and it's a lot of fun. Like I remember when I first started stretching, I hated it. And as you get to know your body more, you'll understand which moves you like, which moves you don't. And you'll be able to enjoy stretching more because it does become like a ritual. And now I love stretching. Now I can't wait to stretch every time I get into the studio. Well, I think all our listeners will be happy to know that you don't have to be flexible to end up with legs like Maddie Sparkle. So that's- <laughs> <laughs> um, and so obviously we've talked a lot about splits and how you're known for you know your nice flexy legs and everything but one of our listeners wants to know what your favorite strength move is on the pole that doesn't involve a split (laughs) I definitely love a good muscle up um Mm -hmm. recently maybe about a year and a half ago I injured my wrist and this actually wasn't pole dancing that injured me I think it was the combination of pole dancing and walking my dogs (laughs) So um, yeah, I had a really weak wrist for with eh, a really weak wrist for a while. So I stopped using um, any tricks where I was putting too much pressure on my left wrist, which is sad because it means that I lost quite a bit of strength. But now I'm building it up again because I feel like it's started to get much better. Um, so I'll definitely be working on my deadlifts and my muscle ups and iron X's and all of those kind of things again. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think there was a pretty good one that you posted on your Instagram story this week as well. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of screaming going on in that one. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I was training with my friends Jungi and Dirty Birdie and they made me do one the other day. So I'm back on track. The goal is to do three in a row. Three in a row. Both sides or one side? <laughs> Both sides. <laughs> um, so... When you guys are away, because obviously you and Shimmy travel a lot so that you can train and teach around the world, who teaches your classes and what happens at Pole Dance Academy when you're not around? Okay, so we have um, eight-week terms. So if you're ever in Sydney, try and come for eight weeks. (laughs) That way you can stay for a full term. It's a lot of fun um, because we teach routines each term. So each level has a routine. So you're with the same group of girls for eight weeks. And at the end of the eight weeks, we do a week eight show. So if you've ever seen the little routines, that's what's going on. Everyone's learnt them for eight weeks and then we perform them for each other. So when I go away, um, usually I'll go away for a whole term and then uh, we have to find teachers to cover our classes. So the PDA team is amazing. And usually for elite and advanced levels, we've got Yungi Dang. Um, She covers a lot of my classes when I'm away, I'm very grateful for her. Um, and also um, Kimberly Mahoney is a newer member of our team and she was one of our students to begin with, but she has just excelled at an unbelievable rate. 
So she also covers a lot of the advanced and elite levels. Mm-hmm. Miss Caddick, Miss Caddick—that's her Instagram name. <laughs> so Magda, um, she's also phenomenal. She's been pole dancing for a long time, and she joined the PDA team a few years ago, and she's just been helping from day one and we love her too we also have um chamomile and she does a lot of the advanced and elite class um she's got insane flexibility and she's a very passionate french instructor so she can help you get all of those flexibility goals as well um and who else do we have on advance we have leisha sometimes <laughs> she's absolutely amazing and she also teaches choreo classes which everybody loves and she's one of our most encouraging and beautiful instructors but our whole team is fabulous like if you've never been to pole dance academy you've got to come along and if shimmy and i are away the instructors that cover our classes are incredible so you definitely want to come and check it out with them if anyone listening is interested in learning more about the instructors that we have at pole dance academy if you go to the pole dance academy instagram on our saved story we have a little video snippet and a tag to go to the instagram of every single one of our instructors so you can follow them and get to know them and if you're coming to a class and you want to know who they are before you arrive you can check them out but our whole i think so maddie Kind of stepping away from pole for a little bit, um, our listeners want to know about your diet. So can you tell us a little bit about what you eat and how you stay so trim and healthy? Okay. <laughs> so, um, well, for breakfast this morning, I just had a coffee and I had some muesli with soy milk and a banana. Um, that's usually what I have for breakfast. Um, I do like to stay quite healthy, but I also really love pizza. Um, but I usually choose I usually choose the healthy option pizzas. So um, in Australia, we have two types of pizzas and there's a company called Domino's that make like kind of hangover pizzas. So they're really thick base with loads of cheese and loads of toppings. Um, so I kind of avoid those ones and I usually get the proper Italian pizzas where it's like a thinner crust and um, they're actually a lot yummier. So I don't know. Um, if it's the same in other countries. So pizza, if you order it from the Italian places, it's usually not as bad for you. And they use like natural ingredients. So there's not as much MSG and coloring and flavoring as some of those takeaway brands. Um, but yeah, generally I, I don't eat meat um, because I love my animals too much. <laughs> um, and I kind of have mainly a diet of like vegetables and fish um not so much seafood but a lot of vegetables and a lot of um like beans and I really like hummus and chickpeas and things like that um but yeah I just try to avoid anything with too many fake ingredients so when I was growing up I used to get really 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 bad migraines and I used to get them almost every week so I went to a few different doctors and I cut out um MSG and coloring and additives and anything that they thought was causing my migraines. Um, It also meant that I couldn't have like chips with extra flavoring because all of those things would give me migraines. So it kind of created like a healthier diet because I always wanted those things because everybody does. But if I knew I was going to be suffering for a couple of days afterwards, it was a lot easier for me to cut them out. Um, And now luckily my migraines 
have gone away almost completely. Every now and then I get a bad one if I'm very stressed, but I definitely like keep to the, don't eat anything that is too packaged and too, too much fake additives and coloring because I definitely think it's, it can't be good for you. So yeah, I just have a very basic and healthy diet. And what about your injuries and stuff with pole? Like you mentioned that you'd hurt your wrist before, but what's the worst injury that you've had while pole dancing? Um, well, the worst injury for sure is um, my left hamstring. So I think fairly early on in pole, um, I did a spatchcock and I hadn't warmed up very well for it. And I tore my left hamstring. And that was the first injury I had had. And it took a long time to heal and I was really sad about it. Um, and then eventually it healed and I managed to get my slits back and do all of my exercises then. But it never healed 100%. It's always a little bit weaker. Um, so that leg gets tired faster and it's more prone to injury. So if I want to do different, like if I want to do a move like a spatchcock, I have to be extra careful now. I make sure I warm up for a really, really long time because I actually (laughs) did the same injury again, but um, not quite as badly Um, at Miss Pole Dance Australia maybe three years ago. um, I was warming up backstage, but I was having too much of a good time chatting to everyone, so I kind of forgot to warm up for my spatchcock properly. And then I did the same kind of injury again, and it took me another year to get it back to where it is now. (laughs) So... Yeah, making sure that you do really, really, really thorough warm-ups is important and um, avoiding moves that you know are going to cause that type of injury. So you've probably noticed, Leash, that I never really do the spatchcock anymore. <laughs> no, never see a Maddie spatchcock. Yeah, I might bring one out again soon. But, um, but yeah, I just try to avoid the moves that um, I know will cause me problems. Um, mm. And if I am going to do them, I just take extra, extra caution and make sure that I've warm up, warmed up for a good hour. I think it's still good for our listeners to hear it because hamstring injuries are so common in our industry, let's be honest. Like everyone's just pushing really hard to get as flexible as they can. Yeah. But I think it's good to know that you can, just because you do have an injury like that, it doesn't mean you can't do beautiful performances. Like I'm sure no one's watching your routines going, oh, Maddie hasn't put in her spatch card. Like, <laughs> well, it is. It is um, interesting to understand how the body works as well because when I first started um, like stretching my splits and things, my left leg was always my better split leg and um, I, I used to train both obviously but my left leg just naturally was always a little bit more flexible than the right. So when I did that first left leg hamstring in- injury, I was so devastated because in my mind I was like, oh, I only – have one good leg and I can't do any of the moves because my left leg was my good splitting leg. Um, but then I kept training, I kept training and with the injury and still training on my other side, um, I managed to get my flexibility to exactly where it was on the other side on the other leg. So I think mentally um, you can do the same on both sides. It's just that you think one side is better than the other because you train that side more. So mm. when I, when I discovered this, I started realizing that all of the nonsense of, Oh, I can only do that trick on this side. Um, it's just in your mind. It's just because you practice that side more often 
And it made me decide to work really hard to make every side even because when I had that injury, I had to change everything to the other side because I wanted to avoid using my left leg hamstring. And um, so now that my injuries have recovered and I'm pretty much back on track, um, I feel like I'm lucky because I have the same almost flexibility on both sides and the same strength on both sides. So it's really good to train both sides. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was like, so when you're in class next and your teacher says to do both sides, there's a reason why we do it. <laughs> yeah. Also, because if you do ever injure one side, you don't want to go through what I went through because I felt yeah. like I was a beginner again, trying to learn all of these moves on my side that I hadn't worked hard enough on. Yeah. Oh, we've all been there, unfortunately, but it's really good to know. Like, it's really great advice. And I, I know for me in my classes, I'm always really pressuring my students to make sure they do both so that if they are ever in this situation, it doesn't hinder them and they feel like they've lost everything and can't pull anymore and it's not the end of the world. Yeah. So now you've been posting a few things on your Instagram about the new Shimmy and Sparkle line. So can you <laughs> give everyone a little bit of a sneak preview about when the new Shimmy and Sparkle will launch and what we can expect from it? Yes, for sure. So um, if you are very closely looking at Instagram, I had a lot of messages asking me um, about the leotard especially and um, why the elbow holes are on the elbows. <laughs> so <laughs> that video that I posted is actually um, a sample and we're still in the sample stages at the moment. So when um, <laughs> when we got the first samples back, the, um, the pattern maker had actually sewn it the wrong way around. So um, the elbow holes will actually be where you want to grip the pole, not on the elbows. Um, and then we're also making a few other adjustments. So there's going to be one extra strap at the back um, and we decided that the, the crutch was maybe a little bit too cheeky for the average pole dancer. So we're going to add a little centimeter either side there. <laughs> so crutch you'll be very, sorry, what was that? Crutch coverage is important. Yes, crutch coverage is very important. So we thought we'd just make it a tiny little bit less um, cheeky and crutchy. So, um, yeah, we'll be doing another post in the next couple of weeks when we get the next samples back. Um, and then we'll probably be doing a big pre-order. So we're hoping that um, all of the orders will be here for summer pole camp, which is in January. Um, and if not, be soon after. Awesome. Something to look forward to in 2019. Yay. Um, so Maddie, when you're tired, because as you've kind of explained, you do a lot to your body and train a lot and... Um, stretch a lot where do you find your inspirations um well often uh when I go into the studio I don't really have a plan of what I want to train because if I do um then sometimes I end up just working on something that I'm not very capable of <laughs> so usually I like to come into the studio and do a freestyle um, and sometimes I'll go onto Instagram and I'll go to some of my favorite pole dancers. So I love watching what Marion's doing. Um, and sometimes Marion obviously posts very, very, very bendy things. So if I can't manage to do whatever Marion's doing, then I try to find a kind of version that agrees with my body. So I'll like start with what Marion was doing in mind and then I'll try and create something different and something that 
um, I feel more comfortable doing. So I, I really do get a lot of inspiration from Marion. I get a lot of inspiration from Olga Koda. Um, I really like the way that she like moves around the pole um, and I like her attitude. Everything that she does looks really cool and a lot of fun. So I love watching her. I don't feel like my style is much like hers though, but I would like to be <laughs> more like Olga Koda. It's just, I don't think I can. <laughs> the pole dancer ever. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I often just, um, whoever's popping up on my Instagram, I, I often like little things and save the stories and send them a message saying, wow, this is cool. I'm going to try. And then I give it a try and tag them. And yeah, I feel like it's a nice way to um, keep in touch with the pole community as well. What would we do without Instagram as pole dancers? I know, definitely. We wouldn't even know half the moves we know. I know. Um, well, while you've touched on that, one of the other questions that our listeners asked was, who is your favourite pole dancer? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I always try to come up with new ones, but it's just always Felix Kane. I can't seem to get past Felix Kane. I just <laughs> love everything she does. Um, the way she moves is just perfect. All of her lines are always perfect. Um, and you can see the passion when she dances. Um, she's, I guess, like an exception to pole dancing. She's just always going to be the pole goddess of the world. Um, but then there are a lot of new up and coming pole dancers that I love as well. Um, I like following Carly Child. Um, she has really, really beautiful movements. She's very um, kind of innovative in the way that she dances. She comes up with a lot of new moves and new transitions and interesting ways to get in and out of things. So I really like to um, keep an eye on what Carly Child is doing as well. Awesome. Good choices. But I noticed you didn't mention Shimmy. Well, I feel like I'm biased if I mention Shimmy, but yeah, of course Shimmy is my favourite. Shimmy pretty much taught me everything I know. Yeah, Shimmy is, um, everybody understands how I feel about Shimmy. She's absolute (laughs) goddess and she's always been very supportive as well. She's always, um, you know, pushed me to go a little bit further, push a little bit harder. I really hated competing in the beginning. Um, because I was really nervous. I always wanted to throw up and she was always there to help me and guide me and tell me that everything's going to be okay and just get through this five minutes and then you'll be happy. And as soon as the show is over, she's right. I'm really happy and I love to be on stage. It's just leading up to it that scares me. <laughs> always the voice of reason. We love you. Yeah, we love See you See you next too. week on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so just a few more before we wrap it up. Um, someone asked here, um, can international people compete in pole theatre and dance filthy? Yes, you can. So um, you can compete in – well, basically there's not that many dance filthies around the world yet, but there will be, I'm sure. So if you wanted to put in an application, you can. <laughs> um, but the Sydney um, dance filthy is going to be on – well, we have semi-pro which is the 25th of May. Um, and then we also have amateur, which is the 6th of July. So anyone can enter from anywhere around the world. You just have to get to Australia. So um, it's a really, really amazing competition and it's not really quite like any other that we have. <laughs> um, things get really filthy and really fun and there's a lot of energy and there's a lot of really cool, messy performances. So um, if you did want to plan a trip, 
to compete. It is a lot of fun. And then we also have um, Pearl Theatre. And Pearl Theatre is open to anyone. You just have to get to Australia. Um, But Pearl Theatre Sydney, um, it's the first Pearl Theatre. So it's really, really special to us. Um, We actually love this event so, so much because of the categories that you can kind of be yourself and you can have the chance to tell any story you want. Um, We don't kind of make any suggestions or like we don't stop anyone from performing the show that they want to st- to perform so it is very very interesting there's a lot of different types of shows and the Sydney one is going to be on the 28th of September so you want to save the date and even if you can't make it you can still watch it on the live streams hopefully <laughs> um, but yeah if you wanted to enter as an international competitor you definitely can I think it's a great way to plan a trip and add in some pole while you're there as well. Just to make Australia better than it already is. I know. Poor little Australians <laughs> are going to get an invasion of all the pole dancers from around the world now. <laughs> Good, we love them. Well, um, speaking of that as well, someone else asked about coming to summer pole camp and if there's still spaces in your class. Um, so I guess that's another awesome thing that people can come and visit you and Shimmy and the Pole Dance Academy team in, um, if they're coming to Australia. Yeah. So, um, summer pole camp next year is going to be the 7th till the 13th of January. Um, and the exciting thing about January in Australia is that if you are from Europe or the U S you're getting ready for a horrible winter in January um, and we're getting ready for the best summer of your life. So um, when you come to summer pole camp, it is the best time to visit Australia because it's warm. You can go to the beach. You can pretty much just get about in your swimmers the entire time. Um, And then obviously if you were down for pole dancing every day, one of our studios, which is the Bondi Junction studio is just like 10 minutes from Bondi beach So we actually have a whole bunch of classes down at Bondi Beach and then we take them back to the studios. So you can come to the Bono Junction studio, you can come to the Alexandria studio and you can come to the Crow's Nest studio. And we have so many classes that the timetable actually is like two pages long. (laughs) It looks kind of ridiculous. (laughs) So if you have trouble reading it, just send us an email and we'll help you out. But um, yeah, there's, I'm looking at it right now and I do still have spaces in quite a few of my classes and you'll also get to meet those amazing instructors that I was talking about before. Um, so we've got um, Kimberly Mahoney and Yungi Dang and um, Magda Miss Carrot and Chamomile and all of the PDA team teaching at the camp. We also have some guest instructors. So we have Katie Eve and we have Crystal Gibson and we have Blue Phoenix And all of these amazing instructors will just be teaching um, classes at the studio. It's a really great camp because it's like being a regular student at our studio. And what about the classic certification that you guys are doing um, at the end of the camp this year? Because I know we get asked a lot, what is it? So can you let everyone (laughs) do it? The classic certification, um, this is great. Jimmy calling me. 
Hopefully she will not call again. Um, Okay, so the Class C certification, um, it's basically if you are an instructor or if you want to be an instructor, we break down all of the moves that we've been teaching. So if you um, and you do the Class C certification, in the camp you just learn the tricks and the moves and the, um, the choreos like you're a student. But in the certification, um, you learn how to teach these moves to other people and how to break it down. And basically, you get all of the, um, all of the material that we use to teach our classes. Um, we give you a reference guide and um, it's a confidential <laughs> document. So you'll be given your own copy and it gives you all of the guidelines and everything that we use to teach our classes. Um, you also get a certificate at the end. Um, you do need knee pads, heels and leg warmers because otherwise it's really difficult to do this type of um, choreo and these types of tricks. Um, and you will be permitted to film um, Shimmy and I. Um, we'll do demonstrations of everything. So you'll be allowed to make videos on your own phone that you can take along with you. Um, and we'll let you know like when we'll be doing demonstrations and everyone can record. So this is a really good opportunity because often – in workshops, you're not always allowed to record um, everything that goes on, but in the certification, you'll be allowed to record sections when we allow filming. Um, so it's really great because if you're like me and you forget what happens when you get home, um, you can actually study it and watch it um, over and over and over. And it's things that um, will be like breaking down the moves. So if you forget how to do it when you get home, then you can watch it again and you can go through it again so it's going to be a really really fun weekend it's long hours so it's um it's about six hours on the saturday and about six hours on sunday and we'll basically be going through everything sounds awesome well i'll put a link as well in the show notes so if anybody wants to know more about the classic certification the summer pole camp i'll have everything there so that you can get a hold of it now, we have one last question, and I saved this one to last because I think it was our most asked question, which I find really funny. <laughs> I know what it is already because <laughs> at least four people ask me every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, being friends with you and Jimmy and just chatting to you guys all the time, it's funny because this comes up a lot in our conversation. But everyone wants to know, how old are you and what age did you start pole dancing? Okay. So <laughs> I'm 34 and I started pole dancing about 11 years ago, um, but I did have a year off. Um, I moved to London and I didn't pole dance when I was there. And then I came back and I saw that Shimmy was amazing. So I started training again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm 34. I'll be turning 35 in January. So we'll be having my birthday party at summer pole camp. So if you're coming to summer pole camp, you're invited. <laughs> It'll be at the beach, obviously. Um, and, yeah. And so when I started pole, I actually had no idea what um, I was getting myself into. I thought it was just going to be like, you know, once a week and do this little thing. And then eventually it took over my entire life. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for sharing it with us. I'm sure everyone in the yeah. pole world will be happy to finally know the app. <laughs> It's and not It's not a secret. I don't know why everyone asks me all the time. I do answer when people ask me. <laughs> well, I think everyone will be pretty happy with the fact that you've just given out a but personal I'm old. <laughs> no, 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 no,
you know, just for their, just because they watch you all the time, they're a part of your life. And, you know, because you do look so great on the pole, they're probably just like, how old is she? How long has she spent doing this? Yeah. I know that um, a lot of people, like other friends of mine that are the same age as me, um, when I say, oh, you should come and try pole, they're like, oh, I can't do pole dancing. I'm 34. And I'm like, so am I. Um, (laughs) So like, you definitely can. And I definitely, like, I know women that dance and they're 20 years older than me and they're like just even better than me. So it really isn't about age. It's about, you know, dedication and training. And, you know, also not everyone does pole to become an advanced student. Like if you, if you are like, you know, 55 and you just wanted to make some friends and do some exercise, um, you don't have to be aiming to do advanced classes. You can just do it for fun. I actually, when I first started, I never, ever thought I would even make it to advanced. I was purely just doing it for fun and because I liked the high heels. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Maddie, for opening up about yourself and giving our listeners so many awesome tips. And if anyone listening wants more of Maddie, you can follow her on Instagram at Maddie Sparkle Dancer if you're not already. And next time, tune in because we'll get all this goss and maybe more from Shimmy. Yeah, and I hear that maybe you're going to say how old Shimmy is and also ask her how tall she is. No way. (laughs) She'll give it up. I don't know. You'll have to tune in, everybody, to find out how old Shimmy is and how tall she is. (laughs) All right. Thanks for the time, Maddie, and it was awesome chatting with you. No problem. See you soon, Leish. Bye. Bye.